Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends and probably some rando too, but no complaining because this is free. Free. This is beauty and the beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. This week, I was a guest over on the Roads to Liberty podcast with host Hobbs. I've done their show before, but they invited me back to talk with Lyman Bishop, who is running for governor in my state of Montana as a libertarian. I didn't know much about Lyman's campaign until this conversation, but I liked what I heard, and I hope you will too. If you'd like to check out the Roads to Liberty podcast, Please find them as part of the Think Liberty Network. That's think-liberty.com, linked in the description. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Good evening, friends. It's Thursday. Time for a bonus episode of Observations on Roads to Liberty, part of the Think Liberty Network. That's think-liberty.com for all of your libertarian podcasting needs. Think-liberty.com, or where your favorite podcasts are at we're not the only podcast on think liberty but i'd like to think that we are the best uh one little quick admin note here before we get started and jump into it uh tomorrow's highly anticipated interview with john mcafee is going to have to be pushed back to the 27th uh i'm a little disappointed in that i've been trying to get him on for about a month and a half now but when you're an eccentric tech billionaire who's on the run from the u.s government in international waters you kind of get to set the schedule so look for that on the 27th uh so getting into what we're going to talk about today we are going to talk with somebody that you all know and love especially if you're familiar with this program mr lyman Bishop of Hoplite Armor and Montana gubernatorial candidate. Lyman, how are we doing today? Very good, thank you. Yes, and yes. You've got to be happy that I'm running as a libertarian, I suppose. Oh, you you are registered as a libertarian. I am. Very, yes. very good. Oh, and joining us, joining us tonight is fellow Montanan Matt Christensen of Matt Christensen on the YouTubes and podcasts. Matt, how are you? I'm well. I think uh, I'm coming down with something. I hope it's not coronavirus, but uh, you know. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, you for Lyman. thank you uh, for coming on. We we really appreciate both of you guys taking time out and uh, and joining us here. So uh, you know, here at, at Roads to Liberty, you know, we know that the news media and politics is always very very divisive so we like to do things a little bit different we're we're all about bringing people together so we're going to bring candidates and constituents together and uh matt why don't you uh just kick it off uh ask lyman a question what's your what's on your mind i know very little uh, about lyman but i'm very intrigued for a few reasons. One, I'm, I'm an available voter because I, I can't vote for my guy, Congressman Body Slam here in Montana. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm very interested in uh, what some alternative uh, candidates have to say. And uh, specifically what you have to say about the NFA. Because mm -hmm. from what I've... I, I haven't read much about you, but about your plan to, I don't know, tell the feds to uh, leave us alone in this state. Nullify the NFA, right? Yeah. So uh, it, I, I would, I'd like to start there. What would be right. your plan to, um, 
to well, what what is your plan regarding the NFA uh, in Montana? Basically, all that? I have to do is is put my signature on a piece of paper, right? The Montana Firearms Freedom Act was passed in 2009. Schweitzer was afraid to ratify it because the feds came down on him. ATF threatened him. Feds threatened to pull funding. Um, you know, Bullock's not even going to touch it. Uh, I'll ratify the thing day one, right? Okay. And that effectively so, nullifies the NFA. Right. So if I understand that correctly, that's just state of Montana saying we will not enforce federal gun laws um, as long as the item is manufactured within the state. Yeah, it's that's, not it, even a matter of not enforcing it. It's it's really pushing in the other direction. It's saying that we will not allow you to enforce it. I right? see. So in okay. other words, you know, you get some uh, ATF guys think they're going to go pull a raid on somebody. We will literally show up behind them and arrest them. Right. Mm. Just to put it in blunt terms, because they'd be violating state law. It comes down to a Tenth Amendment issue. Um, you know, Congress believing they have the uh, uh, the authority to um, uh, restrict or otherwise control trade within the state. No, they have the ability to uh, uh, enforce various regulations on interstate trade. So anything that happens in Montana and stays in Montana is none of their business. That's what it comes down to. Right. That was the uh, that was kind of the crux of how the NFA was uh, kind of pushed through the courts to begin with, was that it was a matter of a, a tax issue and an interstate commerce. Right. That's all it is. It's a taxing branch of the IRS, effectively. Right. You know, it's just yeah. another taxing arm of the government. Right. Yep. Um, so how did can you explain to me how the feds strong armed the state into bending the knee on this? Basically, yeah, they, they threatened the fed- to pull funding. That's it. They just said we're not going to cut you checks for across yeah, the board, or, or was it something specific? Or whatever it was, you know, I, I can't say for certain to what yeah. extent because I wasn't in that meeting. Um, but I can certainly tell you how I would respond to that. Right? Um, bring your worst. You know, we'll just fight it in the courts. There's other yeah. things we can do too. You know, I mean, I've got an economic plan that uh, that for strategic reasons I'm holding off on divulging the fullness of. Uh, but in short, it would. Uh, give Montana the ability to stand on its own two feet financially. In other words, we would not need their money. Mm. Okay. Send, well, send um, bachelors and come heavily armed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, um, yeah, I live in Bozeman, and you know, one of the reasons I love living here is it's a high quality of life place, and I don't want to leave, and I don't want much to change other than maybe you know relaxing the tax burden and things like that. But um, but aside from Aside from, say, the gun issue, which I which I know you're outspoken about, like, wh- what do you think is the uh, is your is your big issue in running your your campaign here? What is, what is your your main uh, stump speech? Well, you know, if you're referring to uh, the the primary points to which I will fight on behalf of the people, yeah, um, and certainly it's more than just firearms, right? We're talking about the entire Constitution, um, enforcing it as it was originally written and interpreted. You know, the idea that it's a living document. The idea that courts can uh, weigh in and make changes to the Constitution is, is an abomination, really. It's, it's constitutional heresy is what it is. So it really comes down to, with regards to the Second Amendment or with regards to any issues surrounding the Constitution, it's just as simple as this. We are going to reestablish our rights in accordance with the Constitution as it was originally written and intended without compromise and without negotiation. 
speaking my language. I like to hear that. I mean, <laughs> it's, it is just plain, simple, basic common <laughs> sense that these people don't yeah. seem to understand. And they're looking at a tidal wave of angry people that are going to push back and fight in any way that they feel led unless we can do something to turn things around and, and provide them. And I say this all the time, right? You know, legitimize their concerns. And, and let's be honest, they've got some legitimate concerns mm -hmm. that are not being taken seriously. Uh, but they are legitimate nonetheless, and they do need to be legitimized in the mainstream discussion points, brought to the forefront and dealt with properly. If you don't, you're going to have, um, you know, all manner of social disorder, whether it be tax revolts or, or something worse. There's a lot of people that are looking to this in particular to spearhead uh, what we hope to be the future of how we govern our people in, in America moving forward. What's uh, I don't know much about your background. Are you uh, have you been in Pardon. government before, or what's no, your background no, prior not. to this? No, no, yeah, you're you're, looking, you're much too sensible point. to have been in government, I suppose. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, that, that's the point. Look, you know, everybody running for this office is either a millionaire or a career politician or both, and and mm -hmm. in reality, they're all both, right? Um, you got Gianforte who ran for governor, uh, took a Senate seat. Now he wants to run for governor again. He wants to vacate that seat to God knows who. Um, to take this position, I look at it and I think, what are you up to? I don't trust you. Plain and simple. I do not trust you. You know, a millionaire running for office over and over the same office, aiming for the highest seat in the state. What is up his sleeve? Uh, what back deals, you know, arrangements has he, you know, what am I trying to say? You know, backdoor, backroom deals that he's made with God knows who, you know, to do God knows what. I don't know. I don't trust it. Um, you know, when you're looking at all the other people, career politicians, guess what? You're already embedded in the system. You know, you've chosen this for a career. That's a problem, number one. Uh, the way that this was originally intended, politics in this country, uh, was supposed to be where a common man uh, takes issue with a particular point, whatever it might be, runs for office in an attempt to rectify the situation. Uh, hopefully he gets elected. Hopefully he's successful in what he wants to do. But at the end of it, he goes home and goes back to doing whatever he used to do. And that, yeah. to me, is so important. When you got people that are trying to make a career out of this, we got problems. And look at where it's gotten us so far. $23 trillion in debt. Right. And, and let's talk about that for a minute, right? You know, the, the Federal Reserve comes along, and somehow we trade 100 years of American wealth and prosperity for $23 trillion in debt. There's a problem. These people are stealing from us. And that's what everybody's so angry about. They understand that their rights are being infringed on they understand that their future is being stolen from out from under their nose and it's just got to stop and the only way it's going to stop is if we put a common man in a position of power who understands the perspective of the people and is willing to do anything it takes to enforce that will period hmm. so, so we have a, uh, a hard push oh. of the pendulum in the other direction hmm. a hard push like we've never seen before i, I like that spirit i like uh I, I like fighting for change or or not just not just trying to slow down other people uh, in, in terms of their destruction of the system, but actually trying to fight back um, and restore some constitutional fidelity. I like that spirit. And these are things you almost never hear from, you know, the two party politicians. You don't hear words like originalism. You don't hear words like constitutional fidelity. Not you don't hear words like system, no. freedom or liberty or those sorts of things, you know. So I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, people throw these terms around out, you know, around loosely, yeah. um, you know, without really uh, understanding or validating the fullness of what that means. Um, you know, Ron Paul, I really liked him. I, I felt like, you know, he had a solid message. I just felt like he needed to be a little more forceful in it. 
And, um, you know, that's kind of in my nature. And that being the case, I really feel like not only has uh, have I been called to this work, but I've been prepared for it. And I've been put in a position where I can actually, you know, find myself in that role, God willing, should the people, you know, uh, agree with what I have to say, which by and large, I, I have yet to meet a single person that doesn't in the state of Montana. Hmm. Um, you know, you may have people in liberal states across the country that are probably shrieking in horror at the uh, thought of me doing the things I want to do, but um, that concerns me very little. Hmm. So, uh, Nathan, one of the guys that helps admin our, our little site here, uh, he says, why did you decide to run as a libertarian? Because I know that the last time that we talked about this, you were mulling running as a Republican just for the fact that. No, you know, not a Republican. I was going to run as an independent. Oh, independent. Yeah. I was going to run as an independent. And really, it came down to the night that I was going to file. And, you know, it really kind of hit me that it might be in my best interest to align myself with a party. And I, and I, I stopped with that thought. I went to bed and I started writing uh, what became my campaign announcement. And, and I went through it, as I always do, step by step, analyzing every option. And, you know, of course, I started with the ridiculous, right? The idea of running as a Democrat, which, you know, certainly I wouldn't do. That was brought up in jest. Um, and it was quickly dismissed in, in the same spirit. Um, you know, but then going down the line, right? You know, do I run as a Republican? Well, you know, here's the deal there. Um, they are all Republicans in name only, in as much as I can see. And major issues in the party, top to bottom, uh, primarily with regards to our rights and their lack of defending them. Um, and the other obvious point there is that certainly the Republican Party would never nominate me for the position, right? They've got their buddies already locked in. Gianforte, I'm sure, is going to be their front runner. And that's the result of all the little handshakes and backroom deals and everything else that they got brewing. And I just can't take it. I just cannot tolerate uh, the state of, of, of Montana or the union and where we're going. And my thought is this, if I don't do this, nobody else is going to do it. And if nobody do, does it, we're in a world of hurt, plain and simple. And, you know, I really, I guarantee you, I'm the only one uh, currently running for governor. And as you know, registration is closed, right? So you're going to end up with uh, three choices. Well, four, there's a Green Party guy. I don't know who he is or what he stands for, but um, I don't really think he's a serious candidate. I could be wrong. I don't mean to offend you, whoever you are. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, you're going to, you're really going to have three choices. The, the Democrats, um, you know, pushing forward with, oh gosh, what's his name? Current Lieutenant Governor. Um, and then, you know, you're more than likely going to see Gianforte as the Republican, you know, nominee coming out of the primary. And then there's going to be me. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, uh, me as a voter, if I'm watching me, if I'm listening to me or somebody talking like me, he's got my vote. I'll tell you what, I wish somebody would do it. And I would just go, uh, you know, back to my, my farm and, you know, start cutting some grass or something. But, um, you know, like I say, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. That's the bottom line. And that's what concerns me the most. Hmm. So uh, we got another question over here from my freedom memes. He wants to know what you, how you feel about secession. Oh, well, listen, all options are on the table. <laughs> all right. I mean, I, and I mean that, you know, because I, I want to, number one, it's, it's nice to phrase it that way because that's how our presidents always do when they're about to bomb some third world country. Right. Um, all options are on the table. Well, you know, same goes here. 
Uh, and, and really, it comes down to the will of the people. If that's what the people want, believe me, that's what the people are going to get, whether I'm governor or not. Yeah, there's really no stopping the will of the people, especially the people of Montana. Right. There's some of the most capable people on the planet. Um, I have great pity for any fool that would try to undermine that authority. Nathan, Nathan says that you look like what he pictures in his mind that a governor from Montana would look like. <laughs> yeah. Good. Hopefully I sound like one too. And look, you know, I realize that at times I get a little bit, you know, fired up about this stuff, but I'll tell you, I mean, I've been growing up watching this nonsense my whole life. I've been watching politicians lie, cheat and steal, use their office for their own gain, use it to undermine the will of the people. And really for that matter, undermine the Republic itself. And, you know, it was about eight years ago that I felt a very strong call to do the things that I'm doing. And it took that long to put everything in place. And I can't look at that as a coincidence. You know, I really do believe that I've been called to this. I've been prepared for this. Um, you know, what comes of it from this point forward is up to the people. And, you know, I can tell you this word is spreading about what I'm saying and what I'm doing. A friend of mine lives in California. He was at a coffee shop yesterday, overheard some people talking about me there. And believe it or not, even they like me, right? <laughs> so if, if they like me, my God, you know, um, you might as well just get out of the way. You know, the best thing for all these other guys, just drop out. Because if I beat you, if I beat you, you're never going to live it down, right? Who's this, you know, never been in politics stepping up? But you know what? I represent the will of the people. And that's something that nobody else can say. And I promise you, that's not something anybody else will do. Hmm. I think we all know that all too well, though, don't we? At least as far as from the career politicians, yeah. And well, which they all are. Let's be very clear about that. If you've run for office and, you know, okay, maybe you failed the first time, you, you took a, another office and you're seeking a, a second office, you're a career politician. No two ways True. about it. Hmm. And what are his goals, right? What's next? You, you're really, you're going to try to run for president or something? Oh, Lord. You know, I, I'm just scared to death of these people, and it just can't happen anymore. We need more people like me in every state running for every office. I don't care if it's city council or governor. We need people stepping up in every state to do this. And that's how we take it back. That's how we take it back with, with the least amount of pain and suffering and, and any of the nonsense that goes with it. Just nice, easy transition of power back to the people. Simple. That's what we need desperately and like i said i wish somebody would do this for me but they're not the die is cast right the right. registration period is over those yep. who are in it are in it and no one else so there is no one coming up behind me there is no one to take this place you know um i, I, I wish i could just sit back and you know enjoy 1953 but it's just not going to happen <laughs> yeah well i'm running for congress here in nebraska so we'll see how yeah. that goes oh, you really? yeah. i didn't yeah. know that Yep, oh. I I am I am filed. I am registered. I'm going to be uh, hopefully the weather breaks here in the next weekend, so I'll be able to go out and start knocking on doors. But yeah, it's you know part of that was uh, uh, inspiration by you. Part of it was uh, a lot of people here were just like, yeah, you should do it. And and a big part yeah. of it was we needed a name in the spot, and I was just like, fuck it, put me in there. I don't care. Awesome, awesome. Well, and you know what's really interesting is the day that I filed, I was contacted by the uh, director of the Montana Libertarian Party. And um, I could tell after about 20 minutes that his jaw was, you know, fully on the floor. And, um, you know, he had nothing but good things to say. I could tell I got my point across. And, 
he was in touch with my people shortly thereafter. Then we got in touch with uh, some other people within the party. Long story short, and, and I think I can say this now because the registration period is over, um, uh, Libertarian Party is making a big push in the Western states, right? Wyoming in particular, but Montana as well. Mm -hmm. And from what they've told me, they are looking to use my campaign to spearhead all of that, which Good. is great. That means we'll get lots of support from them and, and hopefully lots of exposure. In the end, I just feel like if every Montanan can hear me speak for even five minutes, they'll know what to do. What's what's your campaign strategy at this point? Are you are, have you been successful in in um, in getting out the word? Are you oh, yeah. what, what, so? What are you uh, knocking doors? Are you doing no, advertising? No, what's not, uh, what's your strategy? Um, you know, the strategy is going to evolve over time. Where mm -hmm. I am now is you know doing lots of podcasts, radio interviews. Um, Ninety eight point five is going to have me on soon. They're going to interview G and Forte uh, on Monday. And they want to bring me in shortly thereafter. I've gotten to know the people at the station. They are 100% behind me. They cannot wait to get me on their show. Uh, they're actually going to try to get me on there as a uh, kind of a walk-on guest, you know, for uh, multiple sessions, you know, one of which really being geared towards uh, the election, uh, partly because there's this, you know, uh, equal coverage kind of uh, legal uh, matters in, in place that, that require them to, but beyond that, they would like to have me, you know, essentially come and be a part of the show, uh, on, you know, some, with some frequency, right. Mm -hmm. To what extent I think we still have to work that out. Um, but that's all fine and good. I've got an interview with uh, somebody from PBS coming up here in a couple of days. Um, next week, uh, this weekend, I've got a couple guys coming up here to film a documentary of all things. Hmm. Um, and these guys contacted me. They wanted to do this. Okay, great. Open door. Come on up. Um, I did a uh, interview the other day on a radio station in Haver. And, uh, you know, what I loved about that is she wanted sound bites. So that's easy enough. I can, you know, give you some good sound bites. Uh, but at the end of it, she told me off the record, according to her, off the record, uh, she said, I did far better than any of the other candidates in their interviews, and she had interviewed all but one. So um, I'm guessing she hadn't yet interviewed the Green Party guy. Uh, um, you know, listen, I can promise you, you, you give me a debate with these people, you know, I... I'll I'll leave them limping off the stage. What's right? what's I the mean, prospect for that? Is that something that could happen oh, here, or what? Are... Try to shut me out. Yeah, yeah, they're going to try to shut me out. No doubt. You know, especially when they hear how fiery I am, and you know, I, I'm typically pretty quick with words. They're going to be in a world of hurt if they let me on that stage. I can promise you, um, because we will absolutely dominate that setting. What do you have to achieve to get on the stage? What's the threat? You know, I I really don't know uh, okay. what it takes. I mean, essentially, they can block me out if they want to. Right. Um, it's the two party system at work. Right. Mm -hmm. And they want to silence other voices. You know, what? let them silence me because the people are going to hear me one way or the other. Right. The, the Internet. The internet exists. Do, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You know, we yeah. dominate the digital realm. Dominate. They can't touch us. Yeah, your your meme game has been strong lately. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I got I got to check it out. Where are you posting them? How do I find them? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. So gotcha. Instagram is you know at Hoplite Armor. The other one's at uh, Lyman Bishop for Governor. And I, I tend to post the same stuff from one to the other. That's right. Uh, I, I I was uh, I was curious about your armor business too. How long have you been doing that? Uh, well, I've been designing and developing armor for the better part of fifteen years. Okay. Uh, Hoplite's a little over five years old. Hmm. Uh, check it out. I've been in the market for a long time. I just never pulled the trigger. 
Well, you know, right. these days it's pretty important to have. Um, yeah, pack it up with your Hawaiian shirt, you know. You bet. Yeah, yeah, you might as well have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. Hey, he sells a Hawaiian shirt too, and a Hawaiian pattern plate carrier. Oh, I. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, well, I've I got gotta, the gotta Aloha plate carrier, and <laughs> yeah, that thing's that thing's pretty awesome, and it's very popular. And yeah, I guess you'll know who's on your team, you know, if, uh, if things go wild, look <laughs> he, for the Aloha patterns. Those are the yeah, good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're uh, coming out with a helmet soon, too, aren't you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I just buttoned it up today. It's it's up on the site and live right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the dog armor. Got and the dog, the dog armor. That's right. right. I, I know, man. I, it, it's, it's, I don't even know how I'm bringing this much stuff out with, you know, concurrent with all this stuff because it's, it's a challenge. Um, I'm basically up till three in the morning working every night and up so early. You're, back at it. you're running the business while you do the campaign. You're not I taking am. a, you're not yes. taking leave or something like that. No, but I, I did hire a guy, actually a guy came in and bought out a couple of my business partners and took their place. And now mm-hmm. he's running the shipping facility, which is a mile and a half away from the factory. So that's why we set it up there out in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, matter of fact, I gave him my truck, so now I've got to go buy a new one, but it'll be that van you may have seen online. The armored van? Bob's got to I have not, but I, I, I got to check it out, I guess. So, you know, think um, A-Team meets Tank meets Lyman Bishop, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Your, so your personality a in a car, van. basically, yeah. It's a cargo van that's got yeah. ballistic panels all through it. You know, years ago, I came up with a smoke screen. Uh, literal, literal smoke screen, right, for vehicles that uh, is far more effective than you would ever think possible. Um, yeah, I've seen people on TV try things with smoke screens using, you know, dry ice and other silly things. And, you know, that just doesn't work. But um, what I'm using, and I guess, you know, why not just go ahead and divulge it, right, so that everybody can make their own. Uh, a fire extinguisher. Hmm. A fire extinguisher. You, you blast that thing out there. You just... Drive down the road and shoot it out your window. You're closing down four lanes of traffic. <laughs> really? And Guess no I've never joke. tried it. No joke. Yeah. Well, I yeah. was, you know, I was an engineer even when I was a kid. You know, I was always thinking up stuff and building stuff. And I had an RX-7 I got from my sister one time. And I took a fire extinguisher and I put the nozzle of it out the hatchback, you know, and just closed the window on it. Yeah. Not all the way, just enough so the nozzle stuck out. I put a bicycle brake cable on the handle ran the uh, actuator up to the stick shift and there was a couple buddies of mine walking up the street so i thought let's smoke them right (laughs) i literally shut down four lanes of traffic i got to the top i was like 16 you know i get to the top of the hill and there's a red light and i'm like oh my gosh my buddy kenny's in in the car i'm like we're we're in so much trouble we just shut down this whole street and and here we're stuck at a red light and we must have got there right when it turned because we sat there for a full two to three minutes and not one car came up that hill. And there was a bunch behind us. It worked. It really worked. So, okay, so the van's got smokescreen. <laughs> hey, man, you know, when you're going up against the deep state, you better be ready because I promise you try something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of advantages, though, right? You know, I live on a little ranch in Montana. My next-door neighbor is the newly elected uh, county sheriff. He's a constitutional sheriff. Um, right before the UPS thing went down, you know, a couple weeks before, he and I had a discussion about red flag laws. And mm-hmm. he said that neither he nor any county sheriff in the state of Montana would ever execute any red flag laws. Huh. Um, so I knew is I was there, um, when that did. 
I, I don't follow the state legislature super closely, but is there anyone trying to push that sort of thing? Or are they are they too smart to try something like that in this state? You, you cut out at the beginning. Repeat it. Oh, sorry. I, I don't follow uh, like the state legislature super closely. But uh, is there oh, anyone making uh, a serious blocked. push for, for that sort of thing? Or is are we? No, no, there's no. not going to get by. They're too, they're too smart uh, yeah, well, so far, at least. Montana. They're not yeah. putting up with that. They're smart than that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, with all the people moving in, uh, listen, I see a new California plate every day driving around here. Well, I hope they're the I hope they're the refugees as opposed to the you know people who tried voting the invasion force voting the wrong way down there and then thought maybe they'll do it right this time by doing it here. That's why we need good people coming to Montana. You know, and you see it all the time. Hey, Montana's closed. You know, and no more room. But you know, let's remember our roots. Right in the old days, especially you know places like Trout Creek, uh, we would recruit people at the train stations. You know, we're talking employees, business partners, even wives were recruited at the train station. As silly as that sounds, I mean, think about it, Old West, you know. Yeah. Why not? Dude goes on a train. Hey, any ladies here want to come be my wife and live on my farm and, you know, have a nice life? Yeah. Yeah, guess what? They got them, you know. So it was more a matter of necessity back then. And, you know, the same is true today. There's strength in numbers. And the more good people we get coming to Montana, the stronger we are. Yes, we want the liberals to stay put and not come here. Don't bring your ideologies here. It's not going to work. It's not going to fly. You get me in office, and you're going to have that much more of a barrier to protect you from that sort of thing. Well, of course, but the in one- the end. So sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other thing I worry about too is not even necessarily. Um, I, I do worry about Montana being compromised by people moving in with the wrong value system. But the other thing I worry about on the national level is just continued efforts to. Um, diminish the the uh, sovereignty of, or at least the quasi sovereignty of, of small states like ours. You see them talking about eliminating the electoral college. You see them talking about how the Senate is undemocratic or whatever else. And uh, those things make me very nervous as someone who who lives in a state like ours that doesn't have a lot of right. say nationally. But you know that's why I like living here. I like living here. Because I can escape people very quickly, because right. I can have my own space That's away from it true all, of most and of I, us. Yeah, yeah, and I think we all live here, and we mostly just want to be left alone. You know, people ask me about the mm-hmm. politics of Montana all the time, and as you know, I wouldn't characterize it as distinctly Democrat or distinctly Republican. No. I think people no. mostly vote leave me alone in this state, mostly. That's right, and um, and that I, was part I, of the strategy behind coming in as a libertarian. Yeah, and I, and I so I view a lot of the threats to that lifestyle mo- mostly as coming from national forces as opposed to say my neighbors here or something like that or right. even even Helen, right. you know. Sure. Mm. No, yeah, I there you are. With you, the uh, the thing you just said about wanting good people to come to Montana is uh, something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, I see it every time you post a meme or a, a, a post or anything talking about how you're running for governor, I see just stacks and stacks and stacks of people saying, you know, if right. Lyman, if Lyman wins, I'm moving to Montana. Well, the thing <laughs> That'd is, be cool. don't wait. If, uh, if, every, if everybody that says, if Lyman wins, I'm coming to Montana would get off their ass now, get there, register to vote and vote. Lyman will get elected to Montana. If you can afford to just, you know, up and move to a state because of a politician, no matter who it is, then you kind of owe it to yourself and to the people who think like you in that state to do that. And I, I know that that's kind of, 
you know, kind of edging on that whole uh, uh, shifting demographics thing that the people from California get accused of when they when they move to another state and then ruin it. But you know, that's the God's honest well, truth. I think that's a that's a great idea too. In that, what you're pursuing is the sort of peaceful resolution you're talking about. I mean, right. on our stream and on my channel all the time, one of the things we worry about is like as power concentrates. Liberty is never restored through those who have control of the power voluntarily right. giving it back. And that's not, nobody's endorsing that. Like, I'm not hoping for right. conflict, but that's just the way things work out. And maybe right. what you're describing is a peaceful way to approach this, that if people are that's serious about their value systems, you say, you, you know what? I believe in this value system so much. I'm going to vote with my feet. I'm going to move yes. out of here and I'm going to go to a place where people share that worldview. So you I think, I don't think that's right crazy at all. Yeah. Yeah vote with your feet um you know and a lot of people have the same questions what am i going to do for work well you know there's plenty of ways to make money online you can be just about anywhere doing that and it doesn't take a whole lot to to get that started financially um you know in in my area flathead valley there there are a number of uh opportunities for employment perhaps more so than a lot of parts of the state and you know and i do think that um Good people coming to Montana sooner rather than later is definitely something that we should all be open to. And and I get it. You know, I've lived in places that were very rural and that changed almost overnight. And so there always has to be a balance in the way that we do this. You know, and, and the bottom line, though, is this. Um, growth and expansion is coming to Montana inevitably whether we like it or not. We can either be controlled by it or we can control it. Hmm. It's one of the two. And by bringing in people of like mind, that number one is going to help us to control it, right? Um, uh, everything that we do moving forward should, you know, essentially be in line with that philosophy, right? You know, the idea, well, it's in our state constitution, you know, uh, respect the environment and, you know, tread lightly. And, you know, wherever people are, we're always, always going to leave a footprint. That's, that's inevitable. Um, and when it comes to people versus the environment, you know, I, I hate to put it in such, you know, uh, black and white terms, but, you know, people have to come first always, right? Um, if we don't have a heart for people, if we don't care for people, then what's all this for, right? I say it all the time with regards to the state of the nation and, and the authorities. If you're not doing this for the people, then why even do it? Right. What's the point? You know, um, so, you know, that in a nutshell kind of sums up my, my philosophy on the whole thing. Right. You know, um, it's inevitable, but we can control it better that than being controlled by. It. Yeah. Wisely stated. Speak in my language. I like what I hear. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, uh, Matt, you have anything that you uh, else you want to ask or? No, uh, n nothing, nothing necessarily on my mind, other than I appreciate uh, you, you putting up the effort to, to fight for these ideas. I mean, so, so rarely do I hear people you know, speak in this language uh, in the, on the political scene. So I appreciate what you're doing. And, um, and uh, listen, if, there are, if you're coming through Bozeman, you have an event here or something, definitely I'd like to, like to swing by or you know, get involved or do what I can. So be encouraged to, uh, you can maybe share my email um, uh, Hobbs and we can we can stay in communication. I'd like to see your your campaign successful, obviously. So um, yeah. so perhaps we can work together. And failing that, 
I'll, I'll definitely check out your your armor website because I'm looking <laughs> looking to buy. And especially yeah, if there's wine the, the campaign website too. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some good information there. It's it's a much cleaner website than any other candidate in the state. Mm. Um, you know, it just goes to show how little these people know about the digital realm. Um, and, and you know, we we dominate that that area, as I've said, and we will continue to. Um, you know, I get memes sent to me all the time by you know what they the news refers to as the meme insurgency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but these people, you know, they're pretty witty and they're they're pretty smart and they're pretty aware of what's going on. Uh, a lot of the memes I get, I, I can't share for obvious reasons because some of them are just a little bit over the top for most <laughs> people to to digest. Um, but a lot of them are, are really good and really strong. And you know, it surprises me. My sister looks me up. And uh, Hobbs, I think we lost it. Where'd you go? Uh, oh, he's pulling up the in. site. There we go. Yep, Lyman2020.com. And um, yeah, apparently they got subreddits about me going up and this, that, and the other. I, you know, I, I don't even try to keep track of it. Um, but sure enough, yeah, there's the website. We got all kinds of uh, merchandise and whatnot. But there's also, more importantly, um, uh, some documents there that I've put up, and there's a lot more documents to come. These really only sort of touch on some of the, the more basic issues, some of the deeper things that we'll be discussing over time um, will be posted there as well. Things touching on the economic plan, uh, taxes, all of these things. And, and just to go on the record, I am strongly opposed to income tax, right? The founding mm. fathers considered it an abomination. And that is something that I believe we need to return to. There are plenty of other ways to raise money and resources uh, to take care of, you know, critical things rather than tax your populace to death. The single most important natural resource that we have on this planet is people. And so for us to do anything that would hinder or otherwise restrict the growth and prosperity of those people is really just undercutting our own foundation. Hmm. There's a soundbite for you, a long one, but have it. <laughs> but it's All true, right? right? I, I really believe that. People are the most important natural resource we have. And we have to take care of that resource first and foremost. You know, I, I use the example. If you've got a little family that's starving and, they, and you know, for whatever reason, they need to, this piece of land. But there's, you know, a rare lizard and, uh, you know, the last 12 trees of a certain kind. Guess what? Cut down the trees, build a log cabin, and let these people live. It's that simple. And eat the lizard, right? I mean, look, whatever it takes, you know, people first. Sure. So, uh, my freedom uh, means. kind of a weird example. I should probably should yeah. have said bird, right? Who's going to eat a lizard? But, you well, know, I've eaten if you're hungry enough, I suppose you will. I've eaten lizards. And that's unfortunately one of the things I see in the future is all manner of trouble for all sorts of people all over the country. Uh, you know, I can't do much to help everybody else, but I can certainly do a lot to help the people of Montana. So it really just comes down to looking at things with open eyes and an open mind and doing what needs to be done, regardless of what it cost me personally. You know, I mean, when the UPS thing came up, I figured that was the end of my business and I didn't care. I put it all on the line to do and say what was right. Turns out it worked out great. Uh, But same thing goes here, right? I don't care what it costs me. You know, I don't care if they kill me for it because 10 more will rise up in my place. What matters is that we do this and we do it now with everything that we have and we don't relent, we don't negotiate, we don't back down. It is our birthright. It it does belong to us. These rights are ours. For anyone to say otherwise or to try to interpret it in some other way is just heresy, 
constitutional heresy. We're in what I call a constitutional cold war. What do you mean by that? Uh, explain. I mean a constitutional cold war. I mean both sides are conducting themselves peacefully, uh, but we are under attack in every way, shape, or form constitutionally. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I worry about that all the time. The fact that um, just just general Bill of Rights values that, that you're talking about are right. no longer universal agreement. I mean, the reason I got into doing this is um, I, I used to be, you know, I used to be a Democrat. I used to be a progressive until I noticed all my friends uh, suddenly no longer defending the free speech rights of people they don't like. Mm-hmm. And that gets the, the, right. the gears spinning. It's like, oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. What else are you guys wrong about? And all of a sudden, you know, we end up here. But to to your point, um, I don't know how many times I have these conversations and I hear people say, well, I support free speech, but. Well, I support the Second Amendment, but. I support mm-hmm. this freedom or that freedom, but. And it's always qualified. Yeah, but I don't like always- the way I don't like the way this person exercises it or that person exercises it or whatever else. Um, I, yeah, the, those those values and those um, that that. Uh, being centered on the constitutional values that you're describing, I think, is is less and less common, and it's very concerning if you don't have that that basis, uh, that base starting point for right. for everybody. I don't know how you're supposed to get along. You don't have a shared value system at that point, right? Yeah, and well, I think and, you know that's why it's so critical, in my opinion, that we return to and restore our rights as outlined in the Constitution and as originally intended, without interpretation, without negotiation. Right. You know, I mean, just as simple as that, there, there's just no room for any sort of uh, bargaining here when it comes to our rights. You know, it, it's like asking a guy who's got, you know, all the wealth in the world and, and negotiating for him to give up his wealth with nothing in return. Why would he do that? Right. He, he'll do that if he feels so inclined. But to try to get someone to negotiate that which they already own and, and give that away for no reason. Yeah. Um, it, it's just insane. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. The people that are trying to strip you of your Second Amendment rights know all too well that there's no way to put the genie back in the bottle. That's what it really comes down to. Oh, yeah. No matter what your thoughts are about firearms, there's just no way to get the genie back in the bottle. And so the idea that we're going to strip law-abiding citizens of their right to bear arms negates completely the fact that criminals will continue to have them and use them. Yeah. The technology exists. And I try to talk to friends who are anti-gun about this all the time. You know, I have friends who say things like, well, I just don't want to, I don't want to live in a world where things like Las Vegas are possible. And I agree. I, I don't want those things to happen. But the reality is these things are as easy to put together as Legos. You can't, right. you can't eliminate that technology. It's just knowledge that's out there. And if people have the, the bad intent to, to use that knowledge and that technology for evil, they will do that. And Absolutely. Uh, they do it every I, day. Yeah, this belief that you can just that you can just erase things we don't like from the world—it's uh, it's pure fantasy, man. And um, it's a and, logical uh, fallacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I appreciate what you're saying on that front. It's it's you know, as far as I'm concerned, my friends I talk to about this all the time. Listen, defend your house however you like. I don't care if right. you want to tackle the home intruder who comes your way. Good for you. But by the same token, please don't come into my home and tell me how I should or should not be able to defend what is mine and my family. Yeah. There's someone to even think that, you know, considering 
that is an option shows how little they understand about this nation and what it was founded on. There yeah. is no room for bargaining, no negotiation. You know, this isn't a hostile takeover. You don't get to pick and choose and, and yeah. do what you like. You know? Well, of course, Montana is, is, is such an interesting... Uh, interesting place to live for, from, or at least a place to have this discussion with a lot of friends of mine. And it's cause it's like, listen, do you have any idea how many firearms are around you right now? Not just in all the houses and the trucks around here, but on the, on the person of the people walking around us <laughs> right now. True. Do you have any idea how many guns we are in the immediate vicinity of? And yet yes. like one murder in the state of Montana is statewide news. Uh, you right. you hear that's a huge deal that you'll hear about for weeks on end on the local news broadcasts. Uh, right. So the the idea that the simple presence of guns is inherently connected to crime or the abuse of others or whatever else. I mean, uh, okay, uh, it's it's weird to live in that this state and hold that perspective, but there are plenty of of um, of my peers who seem to do that. Well, uh, they are the minority in Montana. Luckily. I hope so. I hope so. And, and the point is, we need to keep it that way. Well, I promise you, absolutely. I well, mean, it's, it is getting a little uh, skewed in Bozeman, man. I'll tell you, there's we got some weirdos. Well, yeah, there's there's <laughs> certain cities where the yeah. uh, ideologies have been tainted with false thinking, um, you know, false logic, and uh, you know, all manner of confusion. But when you know you you step back, forget all the arguments, everything that you think and feel about firearms, and just come right back to the simple point: there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. Period. End of story. Yeah. Right. So 100%. if you disarm law-abiding citizens, you know all you're doing is is allowing them to be victimized. That's all. Agreed. Well, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time. I got to I got to get out of here uh, shortly here. But but sure. thank you for uh, for speaking and. I appreciate everything you're saying, and I, I, I hope the best for your campaign, and I look forward to helping out if I can do that. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Okay, guys, that was that was really, really... Right, Hobbs, where are you, buddy? I'm I'm here. Do you not... Did he disappear on us? All right. Well, no, I, I can so, see him, but... I, no, can you guys not hear no, me? I can't. I can't hear I can. Him. I don't know. I can, I can hear you. Oh, he's but talking. I, Great. Well, we might have some technical <laughs> problems. He, I can hear you and see you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, right. we'll just, so, we'll just, uh, good. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I'm happy to do it anytime that my schedule allows. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. So, uh, we'll just close it out here. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell everybody out there listening, uh, where they can find you and your material. You've had some bomb ass content on YouTube lately. Oh, well, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's mattchristiansenmedia.com. You can find all my stuff. So and my last name's long, but it's Christian, like the religion, S-E-N, mattchristiansenmedia.com. Uh, find all my material there. Okay, and if you could uh, relay the message to, to Lyman to do the same, please. Oh, yeah. He can't uh, hear me. So Lyman, he, he wants you to, uh, to shout out your, your website and all your, your stuff as well so people know where to find you. You're right. Sure. Okay. The Hoplite Armor, H-O-P-L-I-T-E-A-R-M-O-R, uh, Hotel Oscar, Papa, Lima, India, Tango, Echo, Alpha, Romeo, Mary, Oscar, Romeo. Hoplitearmor.com is my body armor website. And the campaign site is my name, Lyman, L-Y-M-A-N-2020, Lima, Yankee, Mary, Alpha, November, 2020.com. All right. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, stopping by tonight. If you want to hang around when we pull the live stream down, you guys can exchange uh, email addresses so you can you can keep in touch with each other. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, I know it was a little bit earlier than we normally have it, but we had a ton of engagement both in the uh, live chat here and also on my uh, my Facebook watch party. So this has been probably one of the better episodes that I've done. Thank you, gentlemen, both. And uh, everybody stay strapped or get clapped. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm -hmm.